Welcome to another episode of A Sip of Crime. Hey, Noah, guess what? What's up? Episode 21. Are we are we legally allowed to drink now? Hey, man, cheers to that one. Hey. Episode 21, guys. But 21, we, we figured, you know, since we're doing like an episode so... Like, that gives you a legal rights, right? Certain legal rights that make you feel certain certain entitlements. Yeah. Let's put it like that. Mm. Certain entitlements, right? I like that one. But the story we have for you is so deep and so enriching entitlement that when you think about it, you're going to be like, wait, what? what Let's just, get Yeah, what just happened? Let's get into it. All right, all right. All so, right. set the scene for us, Mac. So, we're talking March 11th, 2011. We're talking Bethesda, Maryland at a Lululemon store. You got, if you guys aren't familiar with Lululemon, Lululemon is like this high-ass company that sells like yo- like yoga gear, yeah. like workout stuff. Basically like, like compression gear and they're known for the yoga pants and they're dumb expensive, but mm-hmm. apparently they're really good quality too. I think like they give lifetime warranties for their leggings, so right. you know, that shit's soft, it, it's, it's very high-end, but you get what you pay for, you know? And supposedly, I don't know this for a fact, but the owner of Lululemon, the the guy who created Lululemon, he was a racist prick. Oh. Um, he created. They asked him why did he name the store Lululemon. He said, plain and simple, it's funny when Japanese people say Lululemon because they don't have the letter L in their alphabet. Oh. So they say Ruru Lemon, Ruru Remen. Oh shit! So he was being a racist prick. God damn! So that's why he created it, just so Japanese. Fuck would, Lululemon now. Right. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> fuck Lululemon. Damn. Especially since a dumb, expensive and what a, the what guy's a racist. Bombshell the job right here <laughs> at the beginning of the pod. <laughs> and he said he didn't make it for ugly people. Mm. Well, fuck him. He is probably ugly. But he's ugly as shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. Anyways, <laughs> you know. So yeah. Mom's so. a bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, before we fully get divulge into this complete topic guys like some disclaimers where there are gonna be some talks like about like you know sexual assault yes uh, uh like literally physical assault as well mm-hmm. like like man like when you guys hear the descriptions you're gonna literally start scratching your head because i did i scratched my head a lot i felt like man, too many times i thought i had lice for a moment i thought but, i was lose my hair you probably are <laughs> <laughs> but like man all seriousness like the disclaimer man like there's some serious talks in there and if any of those are your triggers we apologize in advance let's get into it all right so setting the scene imagine you know you're a store manager you're walking into your store at seven o'clock in the morning to set everything up to open uh-huh. and the store's open mm, like unlocked? It's, not, it's not locked or anything like interesting you're like okay like Whoever fucking closed this store is getting fired today. Like, yeah, yeah. like what the fuck? Like, this a high end store. You gonna leave the front door unlocked? Mm. Nah, nah. We ain't doing that out here. Mm-hmm. And then so she gets in, but she feels some type of discomfort. You know, the moment she walks in, like she feels weird. Okay. Like shits all over the place. It, the place looked ransacked, mm. as if like you know there was a robbery that that took place. You know, and. As she's walking deeper in, because she's like she's seeing all this stuff, but she hasn't seen anything that really made her feel like scared for her life yet. Right. She right. just saw everything all over the floor. It's like uh, a herd of 
you know the, the run of the run of bulls in, in Spain. Yeah, it's like it's like that happened inside mm. that Lululemon. So that's what it looked like. That'd be right? crazy. And wait, real quick, imagine some bulls in those leggings. <laughs> <laughs> they can't, they, they can't go nowhere, bro. They can't even move. All right, continue. <laughs> so she's walking in a little bit, little bit by little bit, and she hears a moan. Oh, okay. So she hauls ass. Okay. She full sends it out of there. She's like, nah, man, I ain't playing with that. Like, I don't know what kind of demon you is. Like, yeah. Whatever it is, like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. She gets out. There's this guy who was waiting in line. That's what, like, Apple 2, the Apple Air iPad came out. Yeah. iPad 2, I believe. And it came out, and this guy named, I'm going to butcher his last name. I promise you I'm going to butcher his last name. Ryan Hall. Right, and he saw her run. He was like, "Oh, he leaves the line, mind you. You know how hard it is to get anybody to leave any kind of line." Yeah, especially dude, Apple lines. I don't know if they're still a thing, but yeah. like back in the day, like, like Samsung would make commercials like kind of taunting people who waited at Apple lines because it was really ridiculous. Yeah, stuff, for the new yep. iPhones or any new gear that they would drop. Mm-hmm. So like, this is how exclusive those were, especially for the younger listeners who may not have lived through that. Yeah, that shit was like serious, you know. Your parents did that for you, by the way. <laughs> yes, they did. They did that for you. Yeah. And then like he left the line and he was like, "All right, I'm gonna see what's up." Like I don't know if Rachel was cute. Maybe that's probably why he did it. You know? Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, she cute. Let me see if I can help her. Maybe mm. help myself." And then. Uh, to his demise, what like he, he discovers. What do you find, Mac? He walks in, and he goes a little deeper than what she, that Rachel did. Yeah, sees a pool of blood. And when I say pool, I'm not talking about like, you know, like okay, like we're drinking wine right now. Imagine we drop a glass of wine on the floor. You see that? You're like, all right, whatever. Imagine if you're in your your room. Your room is covered in carpet. Your whole carpet is covered in blood. Whole carpet. Whole carpet. Oh shit. That kind of pool. That kind of pull of blood. And so he, he walks in. He sees a young lady. Her name is Jenna Murray. And she's covered. Like, her body's, like, fully, like, covered in blood. And a bunch of marks on her and everything. And he looks over to his left. And there's another young lady, Brittany Norwood. Mm. And she's also covered in blood as well with scars on her as well tied up with a lululemon shirt wrapped around her neck damn and zip tied up and everything um both of the ladies their yoga pants were ripped at the vaginal area and their panties were ripped at the vaginal area and which you know that that kind of sort of puts the idea of you know rape and something something happened oh god man right and but britney was alive britney was still kicking she she started saying what's going on, asking for help. So the guy runs out full speed, calls now gets nine one one, and that that that's that right there. That's yeah. the start of that. Fuck. Before we get deeper into it, let's give you a little background on those two ladies. What you got for us, Noah? Yeah. So Brittany Norwood, she was born May nineteenth, nineteen eighty two. She grew up over in the Seattle Seattle Washington area. She was a stellar soccer player. She went to play at Stony Brook University. She was a killer defender. Got all, I think, conference her junior year, all region her her senior year. And, you know, basically, like, just a stud college player. But after college, she kind of just moved out and didn't really... I think she was going through a master's program, so she was kind of finishing her master's degree Mm -hmm. while she was working at this Lululemon. For those of you who don't know, Stony Brook's in New York, so she moved from New York to Maryland. Not that far of a move. That's what we know about... Brittany Norwood, mm-hmm. what about Jana Marie? Jana well, Marie. 
Jenna Marie, she was like one of those high achievers. And I say high achievers, like one of those one of a kind people, you know, like her parents describe her smile as like so vibrant that like whenever you saw it, like it would make you and that the next person, the next person smile. That's how bright her smile was. Yeah. You know, but she was at the this uh, I forgot the name of the college, but it's one of those high end colleges, man. Like, yeah, she was also getting her master's. Degree right. Too. She was getting two degrees at the same time. She only took that job because like a queen. She was just bored. Yeah. She needed something to do. And who doesn't like discounted Lululemons? Shit, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, fuck their owner still, but but she um she was getting her degree. She was really great at tap dancing. Oh, um she did a lot of salsa dancing. She she was really good to the point where the teacher told her that like, you could do a career out of this. Oh shit! Yeah, she she took risks. She was only thirty something, thirty years old, and she was bungee jumping. She was skydiving multiple times. She went to every freaking continent except Antarctica. Oh shit! Okay, that's like, dope. She's, and Antarctica is not like really hard. It's it's really hard to get into. Yeah, you know? and she studied abroad <laughs> in Europe. Like she she was one of those like you know when we said when we said like what we said in the beginning of the video the, the audio. I'm sorry, we meant it. Like this is like one of those things that you're you're entitled to as human beings. You're entitled to do what what you feel free to do, mm-hmm. right? And she did what she felt. So did Brittany. You know? Yeah. And. She was dating this guy. They had they've known each other since the seventh grade, seventh grade, and he was planning on proposing to her Ooh. a couple weeks later after her death. Oh right? man! A couple weeks later. That's tough. Yeah. So imagine losing the love of your life, all everything, all everything you love and own, like all in one day. Yeah. But that 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 part, like. That, that sinks in that sinks in a little bit because like you have to imagine like all those people who were near that area that had to see Experience all of that. that yeah but anyway so that's their you know small background on them like you know both families are overachievers Brittany's family was not broke they were they were on the like high end area because they had nine kids yeah <laughs> I mean shit you got nine kids. You got nine mouths to feed. You gonna work hard. Yeah. Two of her brothers had their degrees in engineering. Like, they they weren't like slackers. Yeah, they were an accomplished family. Yeah. And so so was uh, Janae's. I mean, Jane. Jenna. Jane, Jane. <laughs> Jenna's uh, family. Like they weren't slackers either. Like they knew what they wanted. Like, and she wanted what she wanted. She was just uh, like I said, high achievers, high achievers. So for that to happen to those two ladies is unfortunate, but it happened. But let's get deeper into the story because we we get to there's some stuff that leads into like discovering what happened and how it happened and stuff like that right so after after the two ladies were discovered they called the cops and of course since britney's alive they decide hey all right let's take her into interrogation room right see what she has to say you know right and then but like she had that survivor's remorse right she was like no no is she alive how is she doing like all of this not a dog but her story was like man one of those ones that made you sit there and ponder like especially in the life we live the time we live in right now yeah where, where like this is nothing new everybody like cops are killing black folks they're killing minorities for no apparent reason asian people are getting killed for no apparent reason like all that stuff is happening where race Racism is like plays a big factor, in big factor in a yeah. lot of things, right? And so, according to Brittany, the people 
there was two guys who showed up at the store. I, okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. So Brittany and Jenna, they left the store at close after closing. And as Brittany's walking to the bus stop, she realizes she forgot her Metro Pass. Right. And she's like, all right, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need to get home. I don't she needs to go back. Yeah. yeah. So she calls other co-workers to get Jenna's number so she could call Jenna because Jenna was the closing manager at the time. Yeah. And so she called Jenna and said, hey, like, I'm sorry to bother you. Like, I forgot this and this at the store. And would you be able to come with me? So Jenna's like, well, I forgot my laptop. So since I forgot my laptop, it's cool. I'll just, I was going to get it tomorrow. But I'm like, since you need your Metro card to get home. Yeah. I'll just go with you. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a good boss. It's a good person right there. Right, right. She's just, I mean, trying to kill two birds, one stone right there. Yeah. You know? And then she gets there, and then they walk in, they go and grab whatever they for, they went to grab. Because she didn't even park in the parking garage, in the parking space. She just parked in front of the store in a no parking zone. Because mm. she knew it was going to be quick. Yeah, in and know? out. And then, you know, two guys bust in, wearing all black, uh, ski masks, everything. Damn. And man, the stuff that went down is is it, it, let's just say man, it's graphic. It's hard to swallow. Hard to swallow. Yeah. So they get in there and not expecting anybody in there because first to their to their surprise, like the front door is wide is open. Like they're like, oh, Christmas came early. You know, like I, I, I'm trying to steal something and I don't even have to break in. I can just walk in. Right. And they find these two ladies in there. And the stuff that we talked about earlier, you know, uh, Jenna being beaten to a pulp and Brittany being tied up and stuff. But Brittany said that the guys took, they took Jenna to another room. Mm -hmm. They raped her, sodomized her and everything as she's screaming. And then they said, well, I'm, excuse my French here. I'm a black man, but I'm going to say, I have to, even though I'm a black man, it's still not okay for us to say certain things. But they said, well, we wouldn't put our white dicks in your nigga pussy anyways. Mm. So they didn't rape her. They just cut her and put pipes inside her. Oh, wow. Yeah, they put different tools inside of her just to, yeah. So, yeah, they were like, yeah, we wouldn't waste our white dicks on your nigga pussy. And I was like, that's deep. Yeah. That's deep. Fucked up. That's deep as fuck. So, you know, after that, like, you know. When they got discovered, place is covered in fucking blood. Yeah, all this and all that, and man, like the family of Jenna, like and and Brittany, they all like linked up together because you know that's a traumatic experience that's gonna link you together no matter what, like no matter what you do, no matter how far in life you go, like that shit's gonna linger. You're always gonna want to check on each other, you know, because you're two families that suffer the same traumatic experience. Yeah, you know, and man. I don't know. I don't know. That, that that one was tough. And then after after that, like they start looking into suspects. But this is where it gets interesting. Who's suspect number one? Suspect number one. Well, is the two. There's two. So they happen to look at the CCTV out of out of all that whole shopping plaza. Nobody has cameras. So this must be like a nice part of Maryland then. Shit, me, yeah. <laughs> it's, called <laughs> a, it's called a suburbs for a reason. Damn, okay. So Shit. nobody has cameras except for Apple. All right. The Apple store. They have cameras. So they check the CCTV. To their surprise, there happened to be two guys Oof. 
walking in, wearing all walking around, wearing all black at the exact time all that was happening. Damn. Now imagine being him. those two guys, right? You're, you do you, Let's just say you weren't involved in that, and you were just this is your normal route. Whoever committed that crime planned it perfectly. Yeah. Right. So the cops found out, and then they put it out on the news the same night. They're like, "Oh, if you guys know who these two people are, who these two people are, two white guys who are all black." And then, of course, somebody calls the next day, says, "Yeah, like." They're walking around right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the cops show up to those guys they, they didn't commit the crime. They went it wasn't them, just to clarify. Oh shit. They okay. were just workers at a servers at a restaurant that requires them to wear all black. Mm. You know, three doors down from Lululemon. Common mix up. Okay. Right. But just because they were white, they were all black, they fit the <laughs> it's sad to say this. You fit the the, the profile. Like you, yeah. you, you like you fit it that's you right you know but no it wasn't them so then they go and um there's this homeless guy who's been around like for battery assault like he's one of those like people that society gave up on and he said fuck society ah okay right so he just said you know what i'm gonna steal i'm gonna do what i gotta do so i can survive yeah so they found him but he had blood on him his name is uh keith lockett he had blood on him, but it wasn't none of the suspects, but it was his own blood. He just happened to get in a fight that night with somebody, and he had blood on him. Yeah. That was that. And then the detective, Detective Ruben, he just, like, his mind just started, like, working 100 miles an hour. Certain things just, like, wasn't adding up, but it, it just went to, like, I'm going to describe the amount of things that happened between Brittany and Jenna, right? The, the amount of cuts and stuff. Jenna had 232 blunt force injuries to her body. Say that number again? 232. Yo, what? Last week we talked about like 193. Like Yeah, it was yeah. almost 200. God yeah. damn, 232? 232. Holy shit. 99 of them were to the neck and face. And a hundred of the of a hundred were literally straight to the head, and then five different uh, fractures in the skull with five uh, different weapons. Five different weapons. Five different weapons. So there's a whole toolbox that was found, like that was found in the place on top of Jenna, on top of her. It was found on top of her, but because they were like, hey, there's no criminal that's gonna walk around with a fucking toolbox. Yeah. Like that shit was there in the store. Yeah, yeah, it had to be a store provided. So they found it and they used it to their advantage, you know? That's and smart, thinking on their feet. Yeah. And but 232 times? Yeah. And What's up with the success of this, Mac? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like our numbers are growing, bro. Yeah. We went from 22 stab wounds with a machete, 193, now we're at 200s. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to one up this one next well, week. I don't want to. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, that is scary. That's All right. scary. All right. So. With all of that happening, man, like, we're like, okay, it can't get any worse. Oh, it does. How does it get worse? It gets so much worse. How? How? Because, man, like I said, that detective was relentless. He was so relentless to the point where stuff wasn't adding up. And when things are adding up, you try to find different avenues of investigation. Mm -hmm. Number one, the suspect that you thought were your suspects 
we're just doing minding their business. Yeah. The person you really, really, really liked for it, the homeless guy, he wasn't even near that crime scene. Mm-hmm. So now you have to start like, damn, like those guys were so good, like they got away with it. Yeah. Did they really though? Maybe they were ghosts or vampires. Probably, man. <laughs> Unless they're flying, coming out of walls and shit. I don't yeah. know. Who are you going to call? <laughs> Maroonie. I'm from Florida. It's a Maroonie joke. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyways, so Brittany, like, they start asking her questions to describe her assailants and stuff. She said that after they did all, before they tied her up and all of that, they made her take Jenna's car and drive it around the bend, all of that. There was a cap that was found in the car that had blood on it. Mm. But because they trusted her, they let her go drive the car and come back. What? She drove the car and came back? My, my thought was like, what the fuck? Like, you give me Son, a car, you tell me to go? I'm going to take off. I'm gone. Yes. <laughs> I'll be in the next state. Yeah. You ain't going to find me. But no, she came back. She was so... They, that, that sounds a little fishy, Mac. She, she, they, she trusted a, them. They trusted her. I mean, they didn't want to rape her, technically. But they didn't want to, you know. All right, all right. Well, yeah. Okay. So the Next. detective, all right, he he just wanted to look a little deeper into it, right? Mm-hmm. So then, they found a, a shoe size, a size fourteen, shoe size, with blood inside of it. So they 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 thinking like, all right, like this is, you know, like the suspect, well, after while he was doing it had blood fall in his shoe mm-hmm. but no the shoes are actually lululemon shoes that they have so customers could try on mm. while they put on their workout gear to see how they look with the whole fit but i don't know why size 14 but anyways <laughs> yeah that's what they had so people could try it and you know look the part like so you realize oh damn like this look good like yeah like, well, i'm gonna spend 500 dollars on this right now i'm not I'm not spending 500 jack shit. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, there was that. They found a shoe. And then there was blood up to the wall, up to seven, six feet. Six feet? Six feet of blood on the wall. Shit. There was an emergency exit. Blood all the way down that hallway to that emergency exit. Mm-hmm. All the way down. And then once you open that door, not one drop. Not one microscopic drop. But the key was found in it. Because, you know, once you push those emergency doors, the alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. Not one microscopic uh, drop was found. The thing that I found ironic was the fact that the, the neighbors at the Apple store, they heard it. But didn't say anything. They didn't call anybody. They heard the screams. Yeah. They didn't call nobody. They just thought, like, oh, they were just fighting. That's what they thought. But you, somebody screaming, somebody screaming, stop, stop, stop. Come on. It's not an argument anymore. Yeah. Um. There's a different type of screen too. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So then. Negligence. Dumb negligence. Yeah. Dumb negligence. But then, so the detectives, you know, they keep calling Brittany to to ask her if she remembers more. Yeah. And she's like, man, I don't remember nothing. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Blah 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 Mm. blah blah. And then. She calls one day and says, "Oh yeah, by the way, I remember this. The one of the drive, one of the assailants had told me 
that when I drove the car, that if I said anything, that he would come find me. Mm. Like she was making up stories as she went, right? Mm. And and I'm I'm only saying she's making up stories because we're leading to the the the, the big part because she felt like she's already a suspect because there are certain things like her cuts were so superficial that it didn't even make no sense like how Jenna's were so deep but hers were so superficial yeah right and so before we go deeply into the murder we're gonna talk about a little deeper into Brittany yeah and Brittany as we mentioned earlier she was a skilled soccer player but it's worth noting a lot of her college teammates remember her as a liar and a thief. Mm-hmm. So she played at Stony Brook University, and there was a player that was a freshman when she came in, and uh, Brittany was a senior. And basically, some of the teammates that had been playing with Brittany for the past few years kind of let that freshman know, like, hey, like, be careful with her. Leave your locker locked around her. And she just constantly, like, you know, she was very uh, slick with that, I guess you could say. She was very sly in her approach, and she would steal things. And she actually had a best friend by the name of Liana Yust. They were best friends for most of college until they had to fall out there last year because Brittany did steal some shirt. She stole a shirt and money from a store that was, you know, that didn't basically go to Liana's approval. So basically, Liana cut ties off with her at that time. But um, yeah, there's also a different account too where Brittany, she stole basically a weave from a hairstylist because, and how she did that was very strategic. She went to the hair salon. She said that someone stole her wallet and the money from her wallet while she was in the hair salon. So she said, oh, I'll come back and pay. And basically never, you know, came back. And she deleted that person off of contacts and off of Facebook and everything. So that hairstylist got ripped off. And basically she just has this track record of just constantly lying. Nothing major to the point where it's like, oh, it's like in report and stuff. But she has that reputation amongst her friend group, amongst her colleagues, amongst her peers. And that, I think that starts raising some questions, you know? Right. She was like... To me, she was an all-around klepto. Yeah. Because, you know, that was her thing. Like, she, she even lied to her family, told her family that she was in college. She had these degrees and stuff. She didn't. Mm. She dropped out of school a long time ago. She, she had dropped out. She had just started Lululemon for, like, I think six weeks. Yeah. And... They were trying to get her fired. She stole yoga pants. Yeah. So, Lululemon has this, this all-around, like, thing where... I'm pretty sure a lot of, like, high-end, like, you know... The retail stores they have stuff like that like they make they have a check system yeah right you walk in check each other's bags make sure like nothing's going missing especially like something like that like lululemon where they're selling pants for, like 150 dollars like come on yeah so she stole some yoga pants she had them she claimed she paid for them mm. and told the told jenna that somebody else checked her bag already so we good and then jenna went and go ask that person but little did she know jenna had already reported her but he didn't want. She didn't want to be reported. Yeah. So therefore, she created the whole metro thing. Now we're getting to it, right, guys? Oh shit. She created the whole metro card incident to get Jenna back to have a conversation with her. Oh. But in the heat of the conversation, she said, "You know what? Nah, you, you're not gonna get me fired. I'd rather take your life and pretend mine was." You know, almost taken than to fucking pay 150 dollars. God damn it, Brittany. <laughs> it's always a Brittany, man. Oops, she did it again. Ah, <laughs> you did that. You went there. <laughs> Fuck. But in all seriousness, she she set up an elaborate scheme and everything. 
Um, all for some damn yoga pants. All for some yoga pants, bro. So reason like the detective, Detective Ruben, like he was so adamant about it, like literally, her bruises, man. When she was like, they they were looking at it. When she was hitting, it looked like her head. It, it, she was hitting herself. Like you know, like when you're hitting down, yeah. you come back up. Ah, uh, okay. so the strikes like she just accidentally hit herself in the forehead. Yeah, so that's why she had a, a cut on her forehead. But man, it's intense. It's intense. What would you do, bro? If I was a manager, or if I was Brittany, or if I was the detective, detective. I mean, that's tough because she was the only person who lived that situation when you find the first two bo- the mm-hmm. two bodies originally. So you want to assume she is telling the truth, and because she is tied up. Even if they're superficial cuts, you gotta like acknowledge them. And um, sure, I think when she starts telling the stories, especially that story where it's like, all right, these white dudes didn't want to have sex with her because she was black. But then if they really felt that type of way because she was black, don't you think she would have beat? They would have beat her more than the white girl. You know what I mean? Right. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole like driving away in the car and then coming back because they trusted me and I was worried that they're gonna come find me, like. Bitch, no. Like, they wouldn't have... Unless there were, like, some, you know, Jason Bourne type of shit. Like, they weren't going to find you. Well, she said that they knew her address. Ooh. Which... Well, I mean... Eh, that, yeah. That, <laughs> that's fishy. You mean, like, move then. You know, like, stay with your grandma. It seemed like it, it would have been stay with somebody. crime. Stay with somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's other ways around it. So, I don't know. I, th- I After a certain point, this gets kind of fishy. And I don't know if I would have added it up and think, oh, yeah, Britney did this shit, but... Man, that's tough. Yo, Brittany Norwood really did this over some yoga pants. Yeah. And Lemon, the, bro. the way she got caught it, to me was like so interesting because they sat her, they brought her in for like another follow-up interview, mm-hmm. right? And she brings her brother and her sister. Uh-huh. And they're sitting in there with her and, you know, they're talking to the detective and whatnot. And the detective, you know, asked some straightforward questions. He's like, hey, like this and this and that. Like if you did this, it's a, you know tell us it's okay to talk to us we're gonna find a way we're we're gonna find a way to get through it right and detective walks out and she talks to her sister he goes she goes uh if i did do this would they be able to charge me Mm. like what would i be able to go home today like she literally is asking like rhetorical questions but not in a non-rhetorical way right but basically admitting to doing it but not knowing there's a camera recording at the time that she's adding like i watched that a little bit of that um interrogation i was like you're stupid yeah <laughs> you're stupid you're certain places like you know where you're when you're somewhere you don't say certain things and that was one of them you're in a police station you gotta be mindful of what's going on around rookie there. move right there yeah so you know they, they had that and then like due to the fact that all her cuts were superficial that red flag automatic um, the, they found when they went back to the crime scene they found shoe like size I think she was a size 6 size 7 shoe print on the floor under the size 14s so they, they thought that was a cover up as well you know so it's just like things were just not adding up for Damn. her so they arrested her literally like March 18th yeah a few days later no, literally, it took seven days for the investigation. Yeah. Imagine like that. That's a that's a even though like in the first forty eight, like they always said like if you don't get your, you know, perpetrator within the first forty eight hours, like it's gonna nine times out of ten it's gonna be a bust. Yeah. But it takes time, man, to to go through through certain avenues to find a 
actual person who committed such crime if they did commit the crime because you're gonna go through so many suspects mm-hmm. that it's gonna be an endless pursuit until you actually find a person unless that person says some dumb shit and turns himself in but mm-hmm. that's it you know but that one was like man like you're so dumb you're sitting in a police station and you're literally telling your brother and sister hypothetically baby not really kinda I did it but what am I gonna do? Foolish. Foolish her. One mistake after another in the story. She's toxic. Very toxic. She's she toxic. just she's bad for business. Bad for That's what she is. For sure. But <laughs> stealing yoga pants. Over some damn yoga pants. Yep. Well, there's a good ending to this story. January 2012, she's sentenced to life imprisonment with no parole. She's currently imprisoned in the Maryland Correctional Institute for Women. She got denied on all of her appeals, and I believe, I think her defense was when she was like in her trial, she was trying to get hit with second degree murder because saying that it wasn't, what do you say that premeditated? premeditated? That's what it is, yeah, premeditated. But they proved her that it was first degree murder, so life imprisonment, basically no more Brittany Norwood on the streets. It seemed premeditated. The fact that she called her and had her come back, that's premeditation right there. You have a plan. Yeah. If you didn't call, you waited till the next day and had that conversation. Then it happened? All right. Second degree. That's premeditation to me. Another thing, too, like the family of uh, Jenna, they were so shocked when they found out. So shocked. They were like, wait, what? We were just crying with her. Yeah. Damn, that's fucked up. They were just crying with her, consoling her, checking on her calling her be like hey like are you okay blah 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 like that was some shock to them like they didn't want to believe it yeah know? let me ask you this mac because we've done aaron hernandez in the past i'm not saying they're identically the same case but do you think the fact that she had this reputation of stealing she had been caught whether it was by a you know teammates or other colleagues but never really kind of like punished for it like we saw Aaron Hernandez not really get punished when he did stuff in high school and in college and then obviously that led to the stuff in the pros I mean do you think it's similar in aspect because she never got punished for the things that she did when she was younger it led to this severe of a case I'm gonna say this Aaron, most of Aaron Hernandez's incidents were somewhat documented just not publicized true right? yeah hers were do- documented or publicized so there was no way they could find out in a job interview, in a resume, yeah. or none of that. Or like job background, they could not find none of that. So hiring her, I mean hiring anybody in any organization is a risk. Yeah. They're taking a risk because you don't know what that person's full background is. Yeah. You only know what the internet tells you and what people tell you. Right? So if they had maybe if they reached out to the soccer team and right. they found that out, then maybe okay. She wouldn't have been hired there. You know, like stuff like that. And the whole incident with the weave thing, that wasn't like put out as mm-hmm. a review for her because she didn't have a website for them to put a review. Right, for, and know? that don't, that didn't come out either until after the fact. After the fact, right. that she was named as a suspect for the right. murder. You right. know what I'm saying? So, this is all after the fact. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, man, like where did it go all wrong? You know, or, or just this one act of ran, one random act of lashing out and killing somebody. I, to me, and that's just my opinion. Like I, the more I thought about this crime, this case, the more I didn't. I don't want to say it made sense, but things started popping up in my head. Like maybe it was the pressure. 
mm. of her family. Like again, like I told you earlier, like, like she kids. she lied and said she got two degrees. Never showed him. She she said, "Oh, because of such and such, I didn't get to walk." Right? She literally like fabricated a whole story about having college degrees to her family because her family was, like I said, achievers. Like mm-hmm. they, they wanted certain things in life for their kids. That, like I said, two of her brothers were engineers. Like they were doing big things for their family. You know, so maybe she felt like she was a failure. Or she wanted the attention she wasn't getting. Yeah. The only way to get it was to steal. Yeah. And when she wasn't getting it that way, she went another route. And which led to murder, unfortunately. But it's just like certain there are certain signs you just gotta look for as a as a parent. You know, you gotta look for as co-workers, as a parent, like you just gotta look for them because the moment you see it, you're like, uh, it's probably a one time thing. Yeah. That one time thing turns into two. But you don't see number two. You saw one, but you don't see number two. You don't see number three, and then it just escalates, you know. So to answer your question, no, it's not the same at all to me because like it, it's just like undocumented. Yeah. Docu- documentation is key. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, if they if that lady didn't come out during like after the fact after Jenna was already murdered, yeah, we wouldn't have known that story either. True. You know what I'm saying? So. Fuck. No crazy it's tough i don't know man but uh, to me like i feel like we gotta do and i always say this i know i always say this but we gotta do better as people man mm-hmm. we gotta do better as people like fucking yoga pants it ain't worth killing nobody over to me and that people. and that's the thing too you know like anything that's desirable and it's like a hot commodity you know lululemons are very even in 2011 they were very like if you had it, like, you were considered... I don't even say you were considered a wealthy woman, but you were, like, a woman of status. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of different things that kind of have that role in our society. But the fact that people will go as far as to kill for them... You know what I mean? That's that's, uh, that's a problem. Well, the thing that didn't make sense to me with her, like, stealing the pants. Yeah, I get it. She, she's Like I said, she's a klepto. She's a pure klepto. Like, to me, like, that made, that made complete sense. But... Lululemon has this thing that they do like every month they give their employees one day to shop at the store and get 70% off of everything. 70% off. All you gotta do is pay that 30%. Yeah, I get it. But it's, I think it's because they're required to wear like Lululemon gear while they're working. So they give them that time to shop to buy stuff that they that would want to wear while they while But why one day? There. I feel like they should be like all, maybe one day a month. Yeah, it's one day a month. Oh, they say one day a year. One, one day a month. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but they give them that, you know, because when new styles come in, they want they them should. to wear it. You know yeah. mean, like, just like people on Nike, you should be wearing Nike. Right. You know what and, I'm saying? But yeah, she couldn't wait. She just wanted them pants so bad. Man. But moral of the story is, man, don't steal. Because when you do, karma's a bitch. It bites yes. you in the ass. Yes, it is, man. It bites you straight in the ass, and you—it's you know, not worth it, man. It ain't worth whether it. Whether it's yoga pants, whether it's shoes, whether it's any type of clothing—I don't know. Something's gonna catch up to you. Sunglasses, watches—nothing is worth it. Nothing. Cars, nah, nothing. The only thing I still sometimes patient. is people's time. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it. But that—that's and I, their hearts. Yeah, I mean, nah, just kidding. A, We're just kidding, guys. Nah, we like to steal hearts. No, because you know. Without a heart, you can't share happiness, Noah. Oh, okay, yeah, happiness. Right, happy. I was thinking of happiness, too. Damn, 
without a heart, no happiness. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> man, let's let's teach our kids better. Let's teach our kids better. Monitor certain things, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said, we're in a different era right now where things are less less accessible. So when kids get access to certain things, they probably think, "Oh, all right, <laughs> nobody gonna say nothing to me." Yeah. Swoop, I'm out. Yeah. You know, so let let's just do better as society. That's all I gotta say. What you got for the folks, though? Man, be sure to like follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening on we're on apple we're on spotify we're on soundcloud we're on google play be sure to leave a rating and review too if you're listening on apple podcast and shout out to true 100 radio spelled t-r-u the number one hundred radio.com for having us on their platform be sure to check that website out other than that man i'm gonna let you finish it off mac hey man you guys know the drill uh they're slowly starting to lift the mass band but you know and other for other people's safeties, you know, like people who haven't been fully vaccinated, wear your mask, wash your hands, wash your ass, and for Noah, wash your legs too, mm. you know, because mm. like you know, he liked those chicken legs, right? Chicken legs, chicken chicken legs. legs. yeah. Okay, wash it with vinegar. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Have a good day. Have a good week. Be blessed. Oh yeah, since we're recording this on Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the yes. mothers. Yeah, shout out to all yeah. the fine mothers out there. Who milfs? Um, <laughs> Peace and love and prosperity. Peace out.